Woods Podcast. Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of the Dagger Sports Podcast. I'm Ty. I'm here with my guy, Tyler, and then my guy, Weaver. How y'all doing? Doing good. Doing good. Just another nice Tuesday night. Watched <laughs> a heck of a game last night. Did y'all watch that? Oh, yeah. Yeah, we, we definitely, we definitely got to jump in and talk about that later on. Yeah, it was a good game, but yeah, doing pretty good. How are you guys this week? Doing good, man. Doing good. Can't can uh can't complain too much. Excited. We got a lot of we got a lot of sports to talk about, so that's always exciting. Oh yeah, yeah that cricket match last night was pretty insane. <laughs> Weave, I just want it to be clear. I was asking how Ty's week was. I don't care. Well, about week. <laughs> Weave, you doing all right, man? Just peachy. Absolutely peachy. That's <laughs> what we love to hear. So let's see. Let's uh, let's talk about some college football. Uh, I think all of our teams played this past weekend. Uh, we were how Georgia do? Mine didn't. <laughs> <laughs> they they act like they didn't. That's for sure. Oh, shut up. Go ahead and talk about your team. Rubs out there. Um, Georgia looked pretty good. It was another slow first quarter, but worried about it just because it's it was Ball State, and I mean, I, I mean, when you essentially don't score in the first quarter and you put up forty five, that's it's pretty good. So they, you know, I'm pretty uh, excited about it. We have a big one coming up this weekend. Um, Unfortunately, Will hates us, and so we'll be at a wedding during when Georgia gets off. So, <laughs> I'll be honest, playing. I don't miss games at all. I'll be honest with you. <laughs> you don't miss what? So it's weird. I was like, I do not miss when Georgia plays. It's like oh, there's yeah. only so many you games know. I can count. Okay, that's what I did at Donald's wedding. Just have your phone in your pocket. I did that at my buddy's wedding back in like 2016. He did it during a Kentucky basketball game. Well, and also last time Georgia was lost at home was to South Carolina, and I was on my way to a wedding. So if we lose, I'm Uh I'm kicking Will's butt. That's for sure. So who do y'all play? Bad bad juju. So they play South Carolina. Oh, okay, okay. You. I got you. I got you. Nice little, nice little uh, win by Georgia there. Your uh, defensive line might done? have ten sacks. I Uh-oh. hope so. You said they allowed. They got ten sacks. No, I, I just, I just said Georgia was going to get Georgia's D line was going <laughs> to have like ten sacks on South Carolina because their O line's rough. But my bad. I didn't, I didn't know you were starting talking. Go ahead. I didn't mean to interrupt. Oh you. no, you're good, man. You're good. But uh, Louisville got a win. Uh, they played Thursday, so it wasn't a, a Saturday game. Played Murray State FCS game, but shut them out 56-0. So, I mean, games like that, you really don't learn too, too much. 
Plummer still kind of looked a little, little off, but I mean, putting up fifty six zero, you know, it's not too bad. We get Indiana uh, Saturday at Lucas Oil, so um, that'll be a bigger test to see if he's kind of getting settled in. You know, the first game against Georgia Tech, he wasn't looking so hot. So uh, I think this Indiana game, you know, we should handle them pretty easily, but you know, it'll be tougher competition than Murray. So hopefully, we'll get to we'll get to uh, see him kind of get settled in a little bit more and get the <laughs> offense going. And then uh, shout out to Easter, my alumni. They gave uh, Tyler's Kentucky Wildcats a hell of a fight Saturday. But uh, yeah, Tyler, t- tell, us, tell us your perspective. How did Kentucky do uh, this Saturday against my alumni? Go Kearns. Do I have to? You do. That's your team. Well, I mean, there's – and this is no disrespect. I mean, Royal Kearns, big Kearns fan myself, and also – Prayers to the kid family. Oh yes, uh, yeah. Prayers to him. Rory Kid passed away. I mean, I, you know, I'm sorry, but there is absolutely no excuse for us to win 28 to 17. Y'all supposed and, to y'all supposed to win by like 35. I think was the spread. Yeah, and, and I mean, I they pretty much were winning the entire first half. I mean, we scored like the right before the first half ended. So, I like, I mean, they pretty much, like, beat us the entire first half. And when you've got guys like Barryon Brown, Dane Key, um, you know, you've got Ray Davis, I don't – there's no excuse to put – there's literally no excuse to have zero points on the board at the end of the first half. I mean, there's just not. And I'm sorry, but, I mean, a team that lost – what they lose to – Cincinnati, like 60. It was ugly. 60, it was like 63 to nothing or something like that, wasn't it? Yeah, they lost to uh, they lost to Cincinnati uh, 66 to 13. Like, I mean, and Cincinnati is picked like really like almost not. I don't think they're picked dead last, but they're close to it in their conference. And, you know, and it's Satterfield, too, and he sucks. So yeah. you're telling me that Satterfield is going to, you know, cook up a good offensive the Colonels, but we can't. I just, but not only, honestly, to me, my biggest gripe was the defense. Um, you know, Deion Walker, I'm not super worried about. He pl- he'll never play a worse game in his entire football career. Not just his college, but it like just entire. He'll never play a game that bad. I think out of the however many penalties we had, I think he had three or four just for him, by himself, and I'm pretty sure all four of them were false starts, which is just you know not something that you see out of him. I mean, he's like projected to be a you know lottery pick by the time he's a senior, and you know I so you had that Khalil Saunders who played really well week one, he did really bad. Um, you had. Uh, our, our secondary is just Charmin Ultra soft, like <laughs> soft. They they're they're awful. I don't know. I would like to see Paul Rodriguez was the doofus that missed the block when they blocked our punt. And if you go back and watch, I mean, the dude was literally standing and looking right at that gunner. 
and just didn't do anything. Just stood there and looked at him. <laughs> I know I'm being, but like watching it, like, I mean, I can understand, like, for instance, like I said, Dion Walker played really bad. That's not going to happen again. The um, secondary, they still like made some good play, but like that guy, he don't need to be on the team. If like, I'd kick him off this week. Like, like, it was that bad of a missed block. I mean, he just didn't even move. He just stood there and looked at it. But anyway, I'm trying to be as calm as I can with this. Uh, <laughs> Let it out, man. You know. But Leary, I mean, I'm going to be honest. Like, I, I've been arguing with my dad. I don't see it with Leary. I mean, the guy was – he threw – I can't – I went back and watched the game. Uh, just to, you know, we recorded it. I went back and watched just to, like, kind of make notes for myself, stuff that we did wrong. Uh, he threw, I counted, five passes that, and, I, and I'm six foot six, and I wouldn't have even, I wouldn't have been able to jump up and catch him. That's how high he threw him over these guys' heads. And, you know, I like, Stoops kind of made the comment after week one that there were some receivers that, you know, messed up on their routes a little bit. Okay. Yeah, I, I'll buy that a little bit. And then, you know, you obviously you had some guys last week and this week that dropped some passes that should have caught it. I understand that. But that's not like I'm, – I'm not going to use that as an excuse. I mean, Leary just needs to play better. Now, I mean, he played awesome in the second half. But I'm telling – I mean, like, buddy, when he misses, he misses bad. I mean, he just – you know. But, I mean, at the same time, when he hits, I mean – he, he hits good. You know, that touchdown to Brown was, was a nice one. Then the one to Ray Davis, I thought, was even nicer. That was in the fourth quarter. Mm-hmm. But, buddy, when he misses, it's awful. Yeah. Um, but, you know, they're going to have to tighten up. The the linebackers, you know, I'm really disappointed in J.J. Weaver and Derek Jackson. Um, Jordan Lovett and Zion Childress, who are safeties for us, I predicted them to be, you know, pretty – pretty solid this year and both of them have just gotten burned play after play this year i'm extremely disappointed so i'm not super worried about the offense i think a lot of it because i went back and watched even though leary like i mean has played in my not very good the first two weeks um he played a little bit better this week obviously because of the second half but the um you know and the o-line like to me I, i was telling my dad and one of my other buddies Last year, our O-line was just a literal fart pie. I mean, they were that bad. (laughs) This year, they're just bad. You know what I mean? Like, they're not... So, they made some improvement, but still not as up to par as you want. Yeah. They're still not good, but they're not the worst. Like, um, I don't know how many sacks they gave up this week, but, um, you know, I mean, that's going to have to get better. I feel like that'll get better once... Once Horsey gets back in, because I noticed Cortland Ford was a you know part of the problem on the O line, and he's Horsey's or uh, not Cortland Ford, uh, the guy Dylan Ray that came in for um, Kenneth Horsey. You know he was part of the problem. So like I feel like you know once Horsey comes back in, that'll start to look a little bit better. But I mean it's it's just playing. I mean we're going to have to play better. I mean. There's no excuse for it. In my opinion, I mean, I count that as a loss. That's absolutely pathetic. I love EKU, but there's absolutely no reason why oh, yeah. that should have been 45 to nothing. I mean, there's just not. The guys that we have on our offense and the dudes that we have on our defense, there's absolutely no reason. 
I'm hoping yeah. that it was just a fluke, you know, but we'll see. I'm going to see how they do this Saturday against Akron. This is my last. They've got two strikes with me right now. I mean, the first <laughs> week wasn't really so much a strike, but I just, you know, they the offense still kind of looked a little rusty, and they looked even worse, obviously, this week. But I'm going to give them this week to see how they do. But, I mean, I'm concerned, to say the least. I mean, I I don't know how you can be positive going forward with this team after last Saturdays. I just, I just don't. So, well, it's only going to get worse from here. So, <laughs> good thing I'm used to it. I went through the Joker Phillips era. So, <laughs> when do y'all play Georgia? Uh, When's that game? We play you all. Doesn't matter. It's a win. But... I think we play you all week six. Week six. Mm. <laughs> but uh, there was a lot of a, a lot of good. Well, I don't want to say a lot of good football games on this Saturday, but one of the biggest ones was Alabama and Texas, and uh, Texas came out on top on the road in Tuscaloosa. Uh, is Bama in trouble? What do y'all guys think? Do you want me to go first, Weaver, or you? You go first. Um. So, and I told Brendan this. I know Milrow's getting a lot of flack. Do I think he's very good right now? No. But I do think that that kid, like, there's something special, like, here in a couple of years. I really do. Um, so, you talk about Milrow, it cut out a little bit. Yeah, yeah, Milrow. Yeah, I, I, oh, Milrow. I, I think in a couple of years – um, he he can something. I, I I see something there, um, but I just I mean Bama just does not look like what I mean. They're still Bama, but they just I don't know. They don't. They they the entire game. I mean, they just it. They almost look like they were just beat before the game even started. Like I mean, they just kind of you know. Like, for, you know, the O-line was really bad. I mean, they, you know, Texas's D-line just, I mean, just bent them over, you know. And then you had, you know, their defense, Texas, at, at the start it was kind of, you know, pretty even kill. But, you know, Texas was just carving them up. And, um, you know, I, I just, I don't want to say this is, this is it for Bama, but – I don't know. I mean, well, in Bama fans' eyes, they probably think that, but I, I don't know. I, I mean, it's just kind of – they just don't look the same. I, I feel like they, you know, they missed – especially on, on uh, with their secondary. Their secondary missed. They did really bad, um, I thought, with uh, zone coverage with uh, um, against Texas. And then I thought um, – I thought they, other than Milrow, I, I didn't think, you know, they had a very significant run game. Um, mm, you know, I know yeah. he had that big bomb of a touchdown he threw, and it was a good pass. But, you know, I mean, he, you can tell Milrow doesn't have a clue what he's doing out there. I mean, <laughs> he all but said that in the post game, like, pretty much like, you know, this is really my first big game. Like, I'm just trying to figure everything, you know what I mean? Like, that's true. He, yeah. don't, he don't know what he's doing. Yeah. Um, so, so I'll yeah, ask, I, 
I'll ask both of y'all this. Is it more of Bama's in trouble or Texas football's back? What 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 statement would you lean towards oh, after Texas, that Texas game? Texas football is not back unless they can <laughs> if they can uh I guess pull a whole season together. Yeah. Um I mean I would agree. I would agree with Weave on that. Because last yeah. year Texas had some big games where you're like I mean, you look at even the Alabama game last year. They're like, it was okay, close, yeah. They lost by one point. There were some janky calls going against Texas, where you're like, if those don't go against them, that they possibly win those games. And yeah. so you're thinking, okay, they're legit this year because of how well they played, even without their starting quarterback. But then they just had losses last year. It's like you they make no sense. Like yeah, and so and yeah. until. They can pull up a season, I mean, really, a season of great wins. And do they have to go undefeated? I guess not. But you you can't look, like, pathetic in some games. And, of course, there's fans now for Texas are saying that um, they want Georgia. And I'm like, no, no you don't. don't. <laughs> no, you don't. Yeah, no, you don't want that. Let's, let's, <laughs> let's calm down. And, you know, people are like, well, they beat them that one year. Like, yeah, that one year where literally a whole team sat out because we missed out on the playoffs because bowl games don't do it for us anymore. It's, I don't know. But to me, like, it's yeah, more you, about what you take it, from the game. What? Oh, I said, what'd you take from the game? My bad, I mean, it cut you off. I was just, you know. You freaking did. And you know what? It hurt my feelings. I, I won't let it happen you. again. Okay. I wasn't trying to cut you off. I was trying to, you know, pull it out of you, see what you wanted. I thought he was asking Tyler for a minute. I'm not going to lie. But oh, I, no, I was talking I, to you. I took it as um, it's more of like a Bama story. It's because it's not necessarily like, like obviously Texas won. They deserve it. But it's more of. Bama doesn't have an identity. Like, what are what is Bama? Like, who are they? Are they going to be this power run team? Which I thought that's what they were going to be this year. I thought they were going to go 2008, 2009, old school Alabama when they had Trent Richardson and um, Melvin in- or Ingram at running back. That's what I thought we were going to get this year, and they're not. <laughs> uh, so I don't. I mean, I don't know. Can Bama like? Granted, like, I'm not saying this loss doesn't matter, but, like, if you're looking at the great scheme of what you're trying to accomplish, like, Bama has everything still in front of them. You can still win the SEC West, win the SEC, and make it to the playoffs. But I will say if they lose another game, you're probably going to count the playoffs out unless yeah. it's made Somebody home. else keeps yeah. losing. Unless, it's yeah, unless something crazy happens. Which could, I mean, possibly, because I will say, and to go into Bama's corner, I guess, which these teams haven't lost, but if you look at all the big teams that are potentially championship contenders, if you look at um, Georgia, Michigan, Ohio State, Bama, and, you know, Tennessee, teams like, you know, that have championship aspirations, like, there's been moments in games, part of games, where you're like, okay, nobody's looked perfect. And so that's like, true. 
you know, which those teams haven't lost, and, you know, Batman obviously has, but you could say, well, they actually played, like, a top-ten opponent and whatever. But, but who, so, who knows? So going back to how you you all thought that Alabama's going to have a – a strong run game. Do you, do you think you can win at the level, national championship level, being mostly a power running team? Or what do y'all think about that? Do you yeah, think they would have to diversify a little bit more? Because, like, Georgia, y'all got some weapons, you know, on the outside. You know, you got a huge tight ends, great receivers. Do you think Alabama could go back to that running style and still potentially, you know, be good enough to win a championship? Or do you think they'll have to get the passing game down, too? Oh, you can uh, win with old school. Fo- I mean, Georgia has shown you can win with old school football. I mean, if you look at the 2021 season, I mean, do I think Stetson was a bum? No, because in big games, he stepped up and <clears throat> did what he had to do. But if you look at, like, their stats and what they did, I mean, they ran the ball and they played incredible de- defense, which is what I thought Alabama was going to be. This year, I thought they were going to go running the ball and just, you know, an incredible defense. But it's, I mean, they just have some things working out uh, to work out. And who knows? Maybe this means they look at their other quarterback from um, the transfer from Notre Dame, which my understanding is he's not the best. So, I mean, so I don't know. (laughs) Yeah, he's not. He's not good. So. He's not good. You know, I'm looking at these stats from Georgia from when they won their first championship um, with Kirby Smart, and it was, I mean, a pretty even, like, I guess, <laughs> like, yardage. Like, as far as, like, from passing and rushing, it was – so, I mean, they they ran for, like – or passed for cl- close to 200 yards and ran for, like, 150. <laughs> mm. So they were, like – they weren't, like, throwing 400 yards. Again. That's just not what they did. So. so speaking of talking about Georgia and Texas – I mean, uh, Georgia and Alabama and Kentucky, what's going on with the SEC? I feel like uh, the conference has not been doing so well through these first two yeah. weeks. I mean, you know, you got LSU got embarrassed by um, Florida State in week one. Yeah. Uh, Bama didn't get embarrassed, but, I mean, it's still a loss, you know. Um, And then, you know, you've got South Carolina. They got manhandled by North Carolina. Yeah. what other big games? I mean, I know yeah, we're not like see. top tier of the SEC, but I mean, obviously, we haven't we didn't play good this past week. Who yeah. else am I missing? We've I, I, I know nobody really probably thought about this game, but about Vanderbilt winning, but you know they lost to Wake Forest. That's uh, true. You know Texas A and M they lost to Miami. That's another SEC loss. I forgot about A and M. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean. It's just, it's. I mean, Florida got beat early in week season. one. But yeah, that one wasn't shocking. Yeah, that's uh, true. The, uh, are you, I mean, you say the Florida one? Yeah, yeah. When they got yeah, beat that one shocking. Yeah. yeah, I will say, um, just looking. 
obviously, if you were looking at the big games, that if you're looking at out-of-conference wins and ones you wanted to win, you wanted LSU to beat Florida State. Um, you wanted Bama to beat Texas, and you would want Florida to beat Utah. We went on in that conference, went 0-3 in those games. So there are talks of like, you know, this is down year for the SEC. And I, and I will say, like, at the end of the day, like, Early. the SEC is going to be dominant. They're going to continue um, to do SEC-type things, which is probably won a national championship, whoever it may be. Um, I, it looks like Georgia's the last hope for this year. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, let's see if Bama can get it together. Um, Ole Miss had a good win against Tulane. You know, we're sleeping on that game. That was a good win for them. So That's true. Yeah, Tulane's – that was a good game. I watched yeah. the last yeah. half of that. Yeah, um, Tulane, Tulane's not bad. Yeah, I will – in. I will say, talking about the conferences, I think it's it's kind of ironic that the best year for Pac-12 football is their last year of Pac-12 football. Like, this is what we wanted Pac-12 to be, which was explosive. Um, it would keep your eye on TV, especially for those late 10 o'clock games. But, like, you look at the Pac-12 right now, I mean, from Caleb William, Bo Nix, Penix, uh, Shador Sanders, um, Ryzen, who's still hurt and who doesn't come back from Utah. I mean, that is a deep quarterback. I mean, alone, you have quarterbacks within the first, like, two, three rounds, like, gone. Like, a lot of quarterbacks in that conference. And it's it's a shame, like, the, um, I guess, higher-ups for that conference couldn't have helped produce product like this more as far as, like, great football teams and stuff. Um, I'm going to, I'm going to call it the prime effect. I think, I don't, I mean, I, he doesn't have direct effect from other teams, but like, it just, I don't know. I think it's kind of ironic. Prime comes into Pac-12 and they're like something to see, you know what I'm saying? So, uh, well, he's, I mean, did you see the picture of Colorado's stadium this week? Oh I, man, it sold out. It was crazy. Oh gosh. Uh, I will say, and I get it, I know there's a lot of excitement, and I understand, but, like, why did you have to rush the field when you beat Nebraska? I mean, like, it's a rival game, like a big rival, but Nebraska that's has true. been... That's true. Yeah, you was picked to win. Why would you... Yeah, that's weird. That's a good point. I would agree. I would agree with that statement, Weave. But they won one game last year. Like, these people are living on cloud nine right now. Like, I, I mean, that's true. And it's, it's Colorado too. How many more they deserve it. <laughs> is there to do in Colorado? You know yeah, what I mean? but, like, but got- Nebraska though, as far as like, I mean, they have not been relevant. And this ain't in the nineties. This ain't like nineties. If it was mid late nineties and they beat Nebraska and they rushed the field, more power to you. They won three national championships in the 90s. I would have been all for that rush. But you're talking about a Nebraska team that can't get their act together. I get this. Wait until you play USC or Oregon because I believe, like, like I'm calling it. Like I've, I think on the last podcast, I said Colorado is going to be USC. I One of those big games they have coming up, they will take one of those games. Then you rush yeah, the I field. So too. Then you yeah. act like a fool. And be all in. So, 
I don't know. But Prime, he he's pretty much already coach of the year, I feel like. So Yeah, yeah, do you give it to him? You might as well. So, so far. <laughs> he's already exceeded the expectations for him. I mean from, from last year, like so when they're two and zero. So I guess that you kind of brought up a question, or by just your statement of like the expectation. When is it realistic for Colorado, the fan base, the players, Coach Prime, to be like, you know, because obviously every year the the goal is to be a champion. But like, let's be real, be realistic. There's only like four or five teams where you can honestly say that's the goal or it's the bus year. So, like, for Colorado, when is it time to be like, all right, the expectation was obviously to do better what we did last year, which they have. So now it's bowl game, but are we talking 9-10 win season or are we talking 7-5? and five? You know what I'm saying? You're and I'm not saying, like, well. Coach Prime is, like, saying, hey, guys, let's try to get to 7-5. and five. Like, obviously, he's not telling the kids that, like. Yeah. But, like, when is it time to be, like, for maybe even for media, people like us doing these, you know, doing podcasts or talking about sports, like, for Colorado to be like, all right, you can set your goal so much higher or whatever, or you can expect this, I guess. Yeah. What I would say with the playoffs going to 12 teams, I mean, realistically, you know, the success that they're having this early, you know, the recruiting that – he can bring in, you know, the talent that he has. You know, I would say if he don't crack one of those 12 teams, you know, within these next, what, two seasons maybe? If not the next season, you know, you got to – I don't know. I, I would say with playoffs open up to 12 teams, if he's not in one of those 12, you know, you kind of got to start, you know, like, all right, what's going on here? Was this just – uh, in the moment thing, or are we gonna have you know lasting success? Yeah, and I, I don't think they could crack the top twelve. Well, you know, well, but I think, but I think if they don't, though, that's when you kind of, you know, like okay, we can, you know, this shouldn't be happening like this. Yeah, well, I'm looking at their schedule, so let's. So this week, which I don't know if y'all know, but college game days at Colorado versus Colorado State, and I'm sorry, yeah, like, I, I think, seen that. You're telling me, like, if college game day is going to a Colorado game, I'm all for that. But you're telling me the week after that, they play Oregon. And then the week following that, they play USC. You're telling me. And you don't go to one of those games? Yeah, like, what are you doing? Like, you going to Colorado State? Come on, that's so stupid. But yeah, they have They should have been one of those other ones. Right. They have Oregon, USC. Um, Arizona State, I think, will be a win. Stanford will be a win. They have UCLA, who will be tough. Oregon State will be a tough game. Arizona, they've shown they've improved. Washington State and then Utah. I mean, they have, looking at their schedule, a lot of ranked teams yeah. that, like, that could help them push into that top 12, top 10 spot. Um, obviously, if they go undefeated through the USC game, I say go ahead and put them in the top four. I'll be honest with you. Um, if they beat Oregon and USC, I mean, you might as well. Media, you love them. So, um, so I don't yeah, know. I know. 
y'all know more about USC than I do, just because I haven't, you know, watched much of them. But uh, which which game would be more re- realistic for them to win, Oregon or USC? I know, I know, Weaver, that you're picking them to beat USC, but like realistically, just from on paper, well, not on paper, but you know, kind of what you've seen, what we've seen so far from Colorado, you know, which team would be more realistic of a win? I, which one are they playing at at Colorado? Are they playing USC? USC at Colorado, USC at Colorado or yeah. on the road? I feel like USC would have to be. I mean, because you know. It's a big game, too. going to be rocking for that game. Well, and, true, knowing, yeah. and knowing that, if I'm looking at the coaches and, the like, where they're – like, USC offensively with Caleb Williams and Lincoln Riley, they're going to put up points. But so will Colorado. And both defenses – I'm not sold on USC's defense. I know they've blown out Nevada, yippee Like, I'm not sold <laughs> on their defense. And so I think USC is going to give up points. Um and that game, I just feel like <laughs> – I, I mean, Colorado has some – some. I think they have enough players on defense, Travis Hunter being one of them, where they can make a play if need be. And they have enough firepower on offense to keep up with UC, USC. Oregon, with Dan Lanning, I think they just have a more – I think offensively they can keep up with Colorado, but I just think the edge as far as Dan Lanning being more – I mean, he was a D.C. at Georgia, helped create a super defense, you know, with the 2022 – or 2021-2022 season. So, he – I just I just feel like that edge, they can kind of slow down Colorado to, you know, take advantage of some things. Um, yeah. Yeah. And I feel like part of me, and I'm not saying they're going to overlook Oregon, but, like, you know there's going to be some players that's like, beating Oregon would be nice, but to take down USC would be nicer. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> so. We we got to – you got to remember, too, Oregon's got Bo Nix, and he just craps himself in the spotlight. So, uh, I mean, <laughs> that's when he's playing he, – well, no, I mean, just when he plays any big team, he struggles. So, I'd like to see him. I mean, I feel like USC is more, you know, likely. But I'd like to see him beat Oregon just because I can't stand Bo Nix. <laughs> beat them both. Just, yeah. Yes, here you go. Just beat them both. What about that UCLA game? Are UCLA pretty tough like that or, or no? I I mean UCLA. They're, they they're were twenty fourth right year. now. Yes, yeah, I was going to say they're usually ranked. I mean, they're usually a pretty solid team. I think they're as good as Oregon or. But yeah, but it'd still be a tough game. A game. I still think um, I had them beating Oklahoma State, um, Colorado. I think that was my. Uh, big upset for them, but uh, oh, you mean Oregon State? Oregon State, yeah, my bad. Um, oh, you good? But uh, but yeah, UCLA. I mean, they're usually I, I don't know. Didn't they have? Uh, don't they have a running back that's pretty good? Weave. Oh, UCLA is it running back or wide receiver? That's really yeah. Good they have a they have a pretty, really good running back right now. 
I can't think of his name though. It's escaped me. Do you no, know it? You're a fool. Do you know it? Carson Still, I think. Is it? Okay. Uh, no, is it Harden? Harden. Let's just throw out names and see if we can actually get it right. <laughs> Let's see. Benny Snail. Earl Chris Rodriguez. What you say, Todd? Uh, it it, I said Chris Rodriguez. <laughs> but it's it's Carson Campbell. It looks like TJ Harden. Yeah, we were what? both right. It was Carson Still and TJ Harden. Yeah. Okay. So they have a pretty deep uh, running back. I know they rotate like three or four guys in, so that'll be something to look at for Colorado. Or yeah, playing against Colorado, keeping an offense on the fresh legs. Yep. Right. Um, and then that Oregon State. I'm telling you, Oregon State gonna be. They're gonna shock the nation this year. I can't say his last name, but DJ Uga the Boogie. <laughs> <laughs> DJ, DJ Uga the Boogie. Yeah, I'm out there. Try to see. Dude's, hey, you know, Clemson tried their very best to blame everything on DJ. Like, oh, he was, he was, you know, cheeks at Clemson. Uh, no, actually, Clemson, you're just cheeks, okay? Cause oh, yeah, we might as well touch on that game. Because he's balling. Yeah, we might as well talk about that uh, Duke and Clemson game. I don't think we talked about that on the last episode, did we? Yeah, Clemson, they uh, they struggling, though. They need to figure something out. Dude, like, I know, like, you lose to Duke. Like, I get it. Duke's good. They're getting better. But at the end of the day, it's still Duke football. Like, really? And then you struggle with Charleston Southern. You barely win. I wouldn't yeah, he, say bar- they did in the, I mean, the first half was absolutely crazy, but they they did pull. They didn't win barely. <laughs> I was about to, but, was about yeah. to say, it's like 66 to 17 or something like that. Well, <laughs> I, I didn't watch it. I remember you sending the picture of the score. Well, it the first half was 24 to 17, I think. Like, it was really close. Yeah. Like, but no, I – Second half, I don't know what happened. I guess Clemson decided to play football, I guess. But Duke's a football school, so that's how it is. Yeah, he uh, coached there. He got to figure out uh, that in uh, NIL and uh, transfer portal is uh, hit or stay. And he doesn't like the NIL, dude. Yeah, I know, but I mean, heck, if he don't like it, he's not gonna win. Ooh, Brendan. Go ahead and mark it. He said hell. <laughs> we can. That's friendly. <laughs> we can keep that one in there. Uh... <clears throat> but uh, yeah, let's uh, let's jump into some NFL and uh, let's uh, let's talk about Week One. What uh, what stood out to y'all Week One? How uh, you think Falcons your teams are... did? Falcons going twenty now. Oh snap! Yep. Uh, the the Browns flat. Oh, they do. Like, you know, it's <laughs> oh, they do. Oh, if you look loop. at, I think the Browns have like, even when drafting um, 
Baker and Cincinnati drafting like Joe, uh, Burrow, like even from you know 2017 or whenever they drafted Baker, um, the Browns have owned Cincinnati. I mean, they are just a terrible matchup. I don't know what it is. They just have their number. It's it's like which obviously a lot of people struggle against Kansas City, but like it's like with Denver. Like I don't think Denver has beaten Kansas City in like 18 tries. Like it is, <laughs> it's crazy. So, um, I know Burrow was hurt. Like he probably wasn't a hundred percent, but still, the dude threw for eighty-two yards. Like they just, and their defense like was supposed to be looking better. And like I was talking to one of my buddies, Bengals fan, and he was just talking how hyped he was and talking how the defense, he felt like the defense was going to be, you know, one of the hot topics of the team. And, I mean, I just – they just look bad. I mean, they did on on all ceilings. I'm trying to think what, what other games. Oh, I don't know. I'll ask you all. I don't know if – I mean, there are – Cowboys defense is that good or if – I feel like it's a I good have, like I feel like yeah. he's got a good defense, but I don't like that every week. Yeah, but like yeah, no, I agree. I think I, they have a. The, I think the like you said, the Cowboys have a, a great defense, but the Giants played horrible. I mean, I think I could have yeah. Jones Sunday night. I really do, <laughs> and I'm. That's how bad they looked. I mean, they just. Um, yeah, uh, Robinson looked. Uh, I need to tell you, we've. I don't think I got Ritter. Looked okay. I. I mean, I. I thought he looked. I mean, he didn't play off the wall, but he. He played good. I mean, he. He made you know the right decisions. He didn't really make any mistakes or anything like that. I thought he had a pretty good, pretty good little game. Uh, Do you like quarterback? Nah, it's still for debate. I mean, he – I mean, the beginning of the game, he was four for four for zero yards and a touchdown. So, (laughs) I don't know how that happens. He – I don't know. I think Arthur is almost just like taking things way too slow and he's like, let's just run the ball, which is cool. But – I think to win a Super Bowl, I, I mean, you're going to have to do more on the quarterback. And my thing is, like, I just feel like this year, because of our defense being improved and our running game, probably going to be one, you know, top five in the NFL, I believe, that we're not going to be bad enough to draft one of these high, like, we're not getting, you know, May or Caleb Williams. But I will say this quarterback class coming out is probably one of the deepest, and I can see some really great quarterbacks falling. And honestly, if I'm looking, if I'm the Falcons, and I just don't think Ritter's going to be the guy with the weapons we have, I go Phoenix. after one of these quarterbacks. That you know, I was thinking of, I was thinking of that because I'm like, I feel like he's one of those he's guys good. that could, he could fall, um, you know. You, or you're, you're looking at um, Hartman from Notre Dame. You know, let's see what happens with him. That's yeah. true. So, 
I, you know, and then there's Travis from Florida State. Oh, he, I forgot he's coming out after this year. I think so, or he could. Dang, um, I forgot all about him. Yeah, he's he's having a pretty good year. So you know, just so it's, and I think for a lot of teams that could potentially be decent, but not bad enough to get a top, you know, overall pick. I I think they can move off their quarterback if they don't like. You look at these first-year starters, rookies like Bryce Young, C.J. Stroud. If I'm C.J. Stroud, because of the history of Ohio State quarterbacks, and he just does because his first game he looked pitiful. If he does not, I yeah, I would not be surprised if Texans said, you know what, we suck. We got a pretty high first-round pick. Let's go after somebody else. <laughs> Almost like they no. did when they got Kyler Murray with Arizona after drafting Rosen high in the first round. So, gosh, I forgot. Teams now they just exactly. Is he still alive? Yeah, he's out there. He's I don't know what he's doing, but he's out there doing stuff. That's so fun. So That's a favorite thing. See, I don't think C.J. Stroud played all right, or do you think it's mostly his line? I mean, because they played the Ravens, which is my team. Uh, we looked rusty. Uh, Lamar even said it. Uh, it was nice to see Odell back out there get his first catch. Zay Lamar Flowers. Booty. Better than Ritter. But, Zay, uh, Zay Flowers. Zay Flowers is a guy. Yeah. That dude, did he nice. have, what was it, like nine catches for like 80 yards or something like that? Yeah. Uh, yeah, he, he looked tough. He had yeah nine catches for seventy eight, but yeah, yeah, yeah. That's he. Uh, I put him on my bench in fantasy this week, but that's only because my other receivers did really good this week. So, but uh, Ty, he, he's I, a I potential flex. Ty, he's you said nice. Lamar's better than Ritter, but according to fantasy football, Lamar Nobody had five points. He had five points in fantasy, and Ritter had eleven. So therefore. And I know this because I drafted Lamar in fantasy, so I need him to step up next time, okay? Uh, I don't want to hear it. Oh, I'm, I'm sorry. Gonna... I don't live in the fantasy world. I had four points hey. for my quarterback. That's your fault for starting Daniel Jones. <laughs> yeah, you messed up right there with Daniel Jones. Well, I didn't know he was going to play that bad. I don't know what made you thought he was, or make you think he was going to play any type of way. Especially against yeah, like, the I'm Cowboys defense. Expecting to be defense, like, you know, put up like 16, 17 points a week. Like, you know what I mean? Nothing like crazy. But the dude you can't even complete 16 or 17 passes. What do you mean? And I still won. <laughs> oh, snap. It wasn't against me, so. Y'all steamroll you and you know it. We're not doing oh, this here. We'll do uh... <laughs> The uh, commanders came out with the wait outside of the commanders. What we get, I'm pretty sure we have to talk about the 49ers and the Steelers game, right? I mean, you, you mean Weaver's pick, the Steelers? They look <laughs> okay. awesome. You're, you're telling me <laughs> if any of those teams in that division played against 49ers, if you're, if you're looking right now. How week one went. Cincinnati honestly They're not gonna lose they're 50. not gonna lose thirty to seven. Lamar's not going in there losing thirty to seven. 
Well, the way he played against the Texans, he might have. No, thirty to seven. Thirty to seven. No, sir. Absolutely, 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 absolutely. Seven points here. Literally, there's no way in his name. Listen, the only thing that was worse than the Giants' offensive line was the Steelers' offensive line, and I didn't think they were going to be that bad. And they were. And honestly, it's week one, but I say you fire offense coordinator because that's not going to work. <laughs> like, I mean, no, Ravens because, offensive line was horrible, though, too, honestly. It was rough. Lamar was out there running for his life. Well, well I'm, I'm like, I'm, it's because I, I believe in Mike Tomlin. Dude hasn't has never had a losing season. But, like, you, you, he's a defensive coach. His, what's crazy yeah. about that game? T.J. Watt balled. I think he had like three sacks, and they still kept pulled out. And that doesn't happen when T.J. Watt has a ridiculous, right? So, yeah, I, no, I agree. Which Pittsburgh won't do any changes like that because they're too, like, they're very loyal. I mean, if you look at the order, yeah, I was gonna say, yeah. From I mean they they've had like three head coaches <laughs> in like sixty years, so. They're not going <laughs> to fire somebody all willy-nilly. I tell you, the one one of the bigger surprises for me, me and we were kind of talking about this earlier today, was the Rams. I didn't even catch they any won, of They won 30-13 to 13 against the Seahawks. Like, I mean. Oh, yeah. They they looked, they looked pretty tough. You know, like, I mean. I, I and that was on the road, like, too. Winning. Do what? I say, and that game was on the road too for the Rams. Yeah, yeah, and um, I'll tell you, Ty, who balled out for him? Do you know a little fellow by the name of Tutu Atwell? I do. He caught. I think I know he was over a hundred yards. I, I'm, let me pull up here real quick. Uh, he had six catches for 119 yards. Like he, there you go. He he was balling. Um, Go cards. You, know, you had um, the running back Kyron Williams. He had like fifty-two yards rushing and two touchdowns. Stafford didn't throw a touchdown or, or an interception, but he threw for three hundred thirty-four yards. Yeah, um, and their their defense they uh, they they had uh, two sacks total, like seven QB hits. Um. They uh, they they look tough, man. I mean, I like obviously. I mean, they're not going to be ridiculously good. I just I just thought that was a nice surprise. I mean, I wouldn't expect them to come out and play like that. Yeah. What are, What are your thoughts on that Packers and Bears game? I feel like there was a lot of hype around the Bears coming in in that game, and I, I actually didn't watch that one. So I I watched that just because you know Cincinnati was getting mollywopped, but. <laughs> Because those were the only two games on because the NFL, for some reason, is based on a region and they just don't have every game on some channel like college football. Yeah, do does. Sunday ticket. Yeah, do Sunday um, ticket. How much is Sunday ticket? I don't know, but I, you can do a free trial, and that's what I did. Sunday ticket. Let me oh, look YouTube. up how much Sunday ticket. Because if it's a lot, YouTube, wanna... YouTube TV, and then you do Sunday ticket. And well, I don't we, have you can watch your out of market. You can watch your out of market games. You can get Paramount Plus with us. 
they they have all the NFL games on Paramount Plus. Ty, you better cancel that thing before your subscription runs out. Already did. Already did. All right, because the service will run you two hundred and ninety nine dollars if you are a YouTube TV subscriber and you have Sunday ticket. Okay, so I just want you to know that. But you watch your out of market games though. That's how I seen what you call it. Well. Did serve Sunday tickets like freaking? There's like talking about four hundred dollars. Are you kidding me? And you have to renew it every year. Yeah, I mean it's four hundred a year. I'm not going to do it. Like I'm not that. doing it. I'm just, I didn't know you had it like that. I'm sorry. I don't. That's why I canceled the that's free crazy. trial. He said it's just four hundred once a year. What do you mean? Like that's I mean, change over can here. you break? Do they let you break it up? No, it's not like a monthly thing. <laughs> oh, that sucks. Yeah, I don't know why. Kind of screw you because all the Cadell's NFL fault. and Roger Cadell hates us. <laughs> Weaver, what do you think about love, or what do you think about Fields, or both? I of them think that the Bears fans, we should all be nice to them because you know they thought after you know <laughs> thirty years of Brett Favre and Aaron Rodgers, they're like, all right, here's this guy. There's no way they go three for three of quarterbacks and he goes out there and just stress them and I'm like <laughs> R.I.P. Bear fans. <laughs> the Bears. The Bears. And honestly, this just shows the importance of having an offensive minded head coach compared to a defensive minded head coach. Cause like again, a defensive minded head coach with his team, he cannot produce an offensive line in a run game to help his quarterback out because you look at, and I love Mike Tomlin to death, but it's been several years now, and that old line sucks. You look at Stanley or whatever his name is, Staley, I don't know, from the Chargers, their offensive line is booty and their defense is booty. The, <laughs> the Bears' offensive line is trash. Uh, the Bears. The Bears. I mean, I, it's like, I just, I don't know. Part of me feels for Chicago just because I'm like, I know they're tired of having a Hall of Fame quarterback in their division when they can't even, you know, get one to even make it to a Pro Bowl. And the last time they had a Pro Bowl quarterback, he hated his life and everybody around him, and that was Jay Culler. So <laughs> <laughs> he was miserable. Uh, he was just a miserable person. So. I don't know. Like <laughs> he was a miserable person. <laughs> but it doesn't yeah. matter. It doesn't matter with that because Detroit's winning that division anyways. So. Man, don't you remember the days when the Bears they they's living large. I mean, they were making it to the playoffs. I mean like, like yeah. no joke. You know, if they had a kicker, they would have won some playoff games. I know they had a kicker. The bisque. Bisque. I feel like we got to give a salute to Tua. Tua played pretty good. I I, I genuinely was worried. I know we kind of talked about, like, obviously, like, is this guy going to be able to play with all the health concerns? Uh, He threw for, like, 466 yards. Yeah, like, you know, and then... No sacks. Tyreek Hill caught, like, had, like, over 200 and two... I mean, I, like, they look... They, they look tough. We recorded it, though. He said that offense looked explosive. What? 
I say you called it saying that their offense looks explosive. Who? <laughs> the Dolphins. Hey, my God, it's like playing the damn Madden game. That 200 <laughs> yards receiving for Tyreek Hill. Hey, I'm calling it right now. He's going for 2,000 receiving yards this season. Put it down. Put it on Weaver's predictions. <laughs> we'll put Weaver's it in the notes. But yeah, they uh they looked good. All right, so to give everybody perspective, we're recording this on Tuesday night, and last night was the first Monday night game of the season. And as you know by now, Aaron Rodgers is out for the season after playing 75 seconds for the Jets, and I'm pretty sure that is the actual count. Four snaps, and he's done. There goes the Jets' hope. What do y'all think? My Miami's pick ain't looking too stupid now, is it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but there's no way you could have foreseen that happening. It don't matter. Let me, okay, here it goes. Let's just have another five minutes of while Weaver's smarter than you guys and everybody should listen to me. No, let's talk about I, the Monday Night Football game. I, and what this is regarding the Monday Night Football game, my sweet little tie. Last week, if you all okay, remember, if you all remember, <laughs> I said the reason why I don't believe in the Jets is because their offensive line is sus. And what happened? In the, okay, that's great. <laughs> that is fan- and honestly, that loss. Honestly, I'm, I'm a Jets you know. fan. I'm more hurt that they won because now you're like our running game <clears throat> is legit. That defense. Is amazing, but we have Zach Wilson at quarterback. Like, yeah, what? Like, yeah, it's it's truly the definition of you won the battle, but you're gonna lose the war. Like, <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, that's a perfect analogy. And like the that offensive line was had a lot of troubles. The Jets did not, you know, fix it or do what they needed to do to like address it, and you know. Obviously, it sucks, but, like, four plays in, he's done. Like, and he – and honestly, this might be the last time we ever see him. I, obviously, I hope it's not the case, but, like, you're talking a 40-year-old man with a torn Achilles. That's that's yeah. tough. I mean – He turns 40 here in December, so that's yeah. going to be ridiculously tough for him to come back. But, you know, I, talking about him coming back, and, Tyler, you know, I want to hear your take on the game, too. I wonder if he has enough dog in him to not want to finish his career like that, or if he's like, eh, I can move on. Like, I wonder. Cause I was having this conversation with someone else. I feel like if that was Brady, he couldn't, he just couldn't turn it off. You know, if he went out like this, he would have to come back. But, you know, a lot of people think that, like, even if he physically could, he just probably just wouldn't. Like, he'll be like, ah, I'm fine. I'm just going to do what I want to do now. Like, What, what do y'all think? Do y'all think he would come back if he physically can? I, or do you think he'll just sit at the crib and or do whatever you do I, when you retire? I will say, uh, because I've torn both my ACLs in high school playing sports, and I, I will say my first time having knee surgery, I was highly motivated to like get back. I was a sophomore. I was going into my junior year. I was like mm-hmm. ready to go. Was, like, like I was working hard every day, and I got back right. It took me, you know, 
it took me not that as you know I beat the time of what they were expecting me to come back to. But I yeah. would say that second injury. I mean, I got to the point to where I was like, I can bend, I can lift things, I can run if need be. And I just looked at my trainer. I was like, I'm done. <laughs> I, I don't Dang, yeah. Like, because emotionally, well, it just <clears throat> you. so I and obviously I'm nowhere near the talent of Aaron Rodgers or the successful like athletic career as him. But like, I just feel like you just get to a point like. But this is his first major injury, though, isn't it? Like, he hasn't had any... A, I mean, he's broken his collarbone before. Well, yeah, but, I mean, nothing like with his lower <laughs> like extremity. That. I yeah, mean, yeah, that's like, extreme, but, like, nothing with his lower extremities. Yeah, but you're... Again, it's a four-year-old I, guy. Like, like him this season, to me, and I, I feel like for most folks, like, it didn't... It wouldn't have mattered if he won a Super Bowl or didn't or made it to the playoffs not like he's still a Hall of Famer. His career is set in stone. Like Yeah. So I, I could see and Aaron Rodgers was already on the fence of retiring. So who it's knows? True. I don't know. He might come back even more motivated than ever. The sweet little so, You know, I, I know I told you all yesterday the like when I first looked at it, I thought, well that kind of looks like a strain. But there is a, and I'll, I'll try and find it and send you all the video. Somebody, oh yeah, where he zoomed in from the back, and you can literally see the tendon snap in the back oh, of his yeah. leg. I've seen it, yeah. And you know, like, I mean, injury is tough enough for like even young players. I mean, heck, you know that's what happened to Demarcus Cousins and. You know, he came back and played, but he wasn't he, he wasn't the same after that. And Cousins was a lot younger than what Rogers is now when that but happened. But he also too, had you know Durant I mean? come um, back from it too and balled out when he came back. Right, right. You, I mean you can, but but I'm just saying yeah, like I know again, mean, those yeah. those guys were those guys were a lot younger. That's true. But just it's tough to see because obviously I mean when that happens, like I mean, you can't put any kind of like pressure like you can't walk you can't run yeah. you can't really i mean you can't put any kind of pressure on on your foot say i mean uh but even after that like i mean that's such a you know tight um area in the back of your foot like even after you you know go through recovery of um plaque and like um builds up back up in there after like a lot of times like people have to get like grain and stuff you know like how people with like cauliflower ear like wrestlers and stuff there's drained if it's full of you know just pus fluid yeah yeah sometimes they got to do that with that stuff too so like I mean I mean and I hope I'm wrong I absolutely hope I'm wrong I think that's the last we see of Rodgers. I just – because mm. he's not going to be able to do the thing. I don't, and maybe he can. I mean, you know, like you said, and you can't tell that anything was ever – so, so, but, I mean, that's just – that's a very, very, very tough injury. Very tough injury. Yeah. And also, uh, just to jump into this real quick, you know, J.K. Dobbins – 
you know, game one, you know, he just came back. He's always seemed like he's always injured. You know, he was looking good this game. I think he scored. I know he did score. I don't know how many touchdowns he had, but you know, now he has a torn Achilles and he's out for the season. It's just like, I mean, it's rough. I didn't know he got hurt again. So that poor yeah, guy, yeah, he, yeah, he tore his he tore his he tore his Achilles game one. Yeah, but he had a touchdown though. Only ran for twenty two yards, but yeah, man, I mean. He, whew, man, it, and I know Weaver was talking about like the emotional part of it too. I mean, I know he's probably tired of, you know, fight to keep coming back to get hurt again, and you know, I can I can imagine. I mean, that can be you know, probably very depressing and defeating feeling. Right, right. Uh, what do you think, Weaver? But. As far as like the energy for Dobbins, I just just a crap. I just you know, I who's the who's um uh, the Raven behind they uh they had they had Gus Edwards um. He came in. Uh, they got Justice Hill, and they're also about to activate uh, Gordon, I think, from the practice squad. Hey, I don't know if this would be a bad pickup or not, but, I mean, Cordell Patterson for the Falcons is obviously not going to get as much playing time with Robertson and Niger. And he's, he's dealing with, like, a thigh, like a soft tissue injury in his, like, uh, thigh, I, I believe. But, like, that might be somebody. I mean, you're talking about a veteran who could do multiple things for that running back core and, uh, you know, obviously line out as a receiver because that's what he got drafted as. I mean, that might be something. Might need to Baltimore yeah. call the Falcons and be like, hey, we'll, we'll give you a bag of Skittles if you give us Cordell Patterson. <laughs> I did like uh, how uh, they used with him. Uh, oh yeah, they had him running reverses, just, getting him in the flat. Just, and... That much more. I, I tell you, the play. What I'd like to see them run with Flowers because I mean he's real speedy, anyways. And, you know that kind of um, reverse that we do with uh, Barry on Brown. We did it this past Saturday, yeah. and, and he can't. I like, think they I did run it for him. I think did they. I think you know, so. Like that I can't remember. Him, and that's going to be four plus yards every time. I think. I oh really yeah. Do. I mean, he's that fast. He's that good of a playmaker. Yeah, man, it, it's going to be exciting. But let's close it out here with the. Uh, if you're the Jets, you know what do you. What do you do? Do you stick with you know Zach Wilson, someone that? You know, did have a few months under, you know, Aaron Rodgers. Um, you know, I watched Hard Knocks, and it kind of seemed like Aaron Rodgers was kind of, you know, taking him under his wing. You know, Zach Wilson knows the offense. He knows the organization. Do you stick with him as your QB1, or do you go out and try to find, like, a veteran quarterback to come in and, and lead the team? 
I have a couple of theories on this one right here. What I it, it's it's very tough for the Jets because part of you is like maybe you sign somebody somebody off the practice squad as a back what happens I know that's not the best answer if anybody I, I, obviously Jets fans would probably hate that but like it's tough because if you did go out to get this veteran guy and he comes in and does well well then what if and Rogers comes back and he's like I want to play one more year because I'm not I don't want to end like that then it's kind of a weird dynamic. Of course, you could always sign the veteran to one year deal and not have to deal with it. But sure. let's let's say, um, let's say that Aaron Rodgers, for the sake of this argument, that he's coming back next year, right? And he's able yeah. to play. I have two quarterbacks that I think th- that you could pro- possibly get. Right? One is more humorous, but I, I find it hilarious. But I also think it would be kind of cool. There's a man. I don't know if you know this, but he has enough kids to assemble his own football team, and he's well rested and hasn't played since 2020. And that man is Philip Rivers, and he's watching out there. And the last time he was on the field, he led the Colts to the playoffs. It was 27 touchdowns, seven interceptions. Did what he had to do, and I think he can do this with this Jets team. Mind you, he can't run worth shit, but that's okay. Well, my thing is, is Philip Rivers. <laughs> Tad Dummett, Philip Rivers. Um, but you know, <laughs> do you really think these guys are still training though? You know, hell yeah, oh, Philip Rivers. Nothing. He got ten cans. He has to. Phil you Rivers think so? Got, so you he's think? I bet he's fat now. But you, y'all, you seriously think he's still training and preparing just in case the opportunity pops up? You know what? I don't know, but I thought it was fun if that he can come back out. So no, I mean I agree that it, that would be that would be some it would be some stuff. Also, um, Dallas just you know traded for a guy that's true third round pick. Do you really need him and Cooper Rush and Dak? Cooper Rush. What did that? What did Dallas spend for uh, Trey Lance? Was it like a seventh round or fourth round pick? Uh, I don't know the exact details of the deal, but I feel like it was a fourth and round a pick. And if it, yeah, it might have been the fourth round pick. If I'm the Jets, I'm like, you know what? We'll give you a third. Give us Trey Lance. We having a great team. We'll see what Trey Lance can do. I'm not saying, but is it? Be, but, but do you think Trey Lance is going to be better than Wilson? That already I'm knows the Wilson system right now, as we speak. So, what'd you say? I said I'm better than Wilson right now. <laughs> he threw a touchdown last night. Oh my god! It was god. a horrible ball, though. Thank God for Garrett Wilson being incredible. Yeah, yeah. Are you kidding me? Yeah, it was a horrible ball. Yeah, I agree. Terrible placement, everything. Yeah, he had to like literally tip it to himself. I, I think. Do I'm not saying Trey Lance will come in and, but like, I mean, what do you have to lose? I think that would be interesting. And honestly, it would give people Something I don't talk know, about. See what see what Trey Lance can do. I mean, he's obviously has the tools to you know, to be an NFL quarterback. I mean, and then being on a team that has the weapons. I've seen names like Jacoby Brissett as somebody that could possibly come in. 
Yeah, Carson Wentz. God, Carson. I'm just no, saying. That's just, that's hot. <laughs> I'm just saying. That's the name I've heard. He has He's just three franchises right now. Go. He just tore his ACL. Oh my God! Not even that. You but like, he tore his ACL. You, you have three franchises that hate him. Let's make it a fourth. Okay? <laughs> that's true. Yeah. I'm yeah, he doesn't that. have a good track record. You think Andrew Luck wants to give it another go? No. Not the way oh. Indianapolis almost let that man get killed from getting hit so much. He's done. Hey. I, know what, I've heard, I think I've heard people like talking about him recently, like he like there's no way he's coming out of retirement. Like I've heard, I've seen something where like a few years ago he was like in downtown Indianapolis just like coaching his kids football game like he is completely checked out like he's the Colts absolutely he's tried done. to uh, yeah slaughter, dude. yeah <laughs> I, I don't blame you yeah he's not coming back after that another quarterback and honestly I don't he's talented and he's goofy Jameis Winston hmm. I think that'd yeah. be something it would be interesting well, if you looked at with when he went to the Saints, and after spending so a year, or well, after being under a year with Breeze and so, you know, like Sean Payton, that year before he tore his ACL, I mean, the Saints were five and two, and he was looking pretty good. Yeah, like, I mean, like I said, he's not bad. He he has the talent. He's just. A goofy guy. <laughs> I love his pre. I, I think it'd be so him and New- <laughs> Dude, him and the New York media. I think it'd be fantastic. <laughs> oh my god! So, yeah, I would be all for it. Yeah, I don't know. It's a uh, stay tuned. It's going to be interesting to see uh, to see what happens. I'm going to go out there. So uh, you got any thoughts before we? Uh, oh, you got any thoughts before we wrap it up? Nope, I think much this week. Yeah, this there you week. go. We're gonna film every day this week. Are you kidding me? Let's do it. We're going twelve o'clock. Uh, I'll be. I cannot do that. What is your problem, Ty? Why I'll be on lunch, but I need my lunch hour. I'm talking about at night. You sick. no, sir. Definitely not happening. <laughs> he he said no, that's sir. Ty hates me. That's for real. That's on. No, I don't. That's on God, dude. No. <laughs> I love you. You have a strange way of showing it. Uh, oh, you'll get used to it. What'd you say? I said I tolerate <laughs> you. Shut your mouth. <laughs> All right. Well, y'all. Well. There we have it. Another episode of the Dagger Sports Podcast. Until next time, friends. Ah, Catch y'all next time. Bye. (laughs) I love that. Exit.